This is IGN. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Build and Joy. This is your IGN review of My Time at San Rock by Miranda Sanchez. I wish I lived in San Rock. It's a place where a cat can be a celebrated member of the town guard, and every street gets fully decked out for the holidays. It's where newcomers are enthusiastically welcomed, contrary to other Western stories where folks not from around these parts are met with suspicion. It's got plenty of Western staples, though. A ranch managed by a salt-of-the-earth family, even if the husband is a little unhinged. A cute Main Street with a saloon and general store. Plenty of lovely Western accents, and of course, a touch of danger. My Time at Sandrock is an excellent entry in an ever-growing list of cozy games, consistently fun while managing to stand apart from the crowd, thanks to its theme of optimism grown out of hard times. As a sequel to the post-apocalyptic RPG town sim My Time at Portia, the desert-based follow-up My Time at Sandrock is deeply familiar. Like its predecessor, you've come to the struggling town to assist in improving and growing it by building items and relationships. Learning to build an efficient workshop was a great joy, and I'm proud of how I can take townie requests and build main story items with relative ease by the end of the 75 hours I've spent with it so far. Along the way, you'll have to gather resources. Use those resources to build specific items for main story quests, side quests, or optional commissions, and then use the money earned, combined with the increased prestige of your workshop, to invest in better equipment to make even more items. It can be a grind early on, but it's just the calm kind of grind I'm looking for in these games. Progression is steady both in terms of new quests and new things to create, which meant I never lost interest. Sandrock's story has three main plot lines. One is about defending the town and general area from mutant lizards called Gigglers. Another is about discovering how to reverse the desertification brought on by a relic rush that sucked the town dry of resources. And finally, a hunt for a bandit called Logan, a former child of the community who went bad after mysterious events. One of the three storylines is almost always active, with maybe only a few days of downtime between them, so they kept me busy. I was excited whenever a new thread began, as it's hard to guess what storyline is going to kick up next. All three of these threads are enjoyable to pull, though I was most interested in Logan's story, as his turn to banditry befuddled many in the town. It got even more enticing as his actions against the town intensified. I love how almost everyone in the town has something new to say after a major story beat as well. As you'd imagine, most story objectives are completed by building new essential items and structures, like a new water tower, or occasionally going out and clearing out baddies from old world ruins. Combat in Sandrock is similar to Porsche's in that it's still a basic but servable hack and slash system that's best in short encounters, which is what occurs most throughout Sandrock. 
Aiming down the sights of guns for an alternate third-person perspective is a nice addition, but doesn't drastically improve a given fight. Dungeons in Sandrock are woefully straightforward, and tend to err on the side of boring if you attempt to explore them in their entirety. Some enemies have interesting attack patterns and designs, including bosses, but with combat being so simple and my character being rather tanky, you're only ever in any real danger if you go into an area where you're drastically underleveled. Sandrock allegedly boasts tons of weapons, but aside from boring throwing rocks, I only saw stronger variants of five melee options and two different guns. Finding a meaningful puzzle element or a new weapon for every fourth dungeon crawl could have made them more appealing. There's an attempt to have side rooms with optional treasure chests, but exploring these dungeons to find every chest just doesn't feel worth it. Chests and dungeons in around the world rarely have anything of significant value, ranging from a small handful of money to a new food recipe. The latter is nice, but I'd prefer to get a unique clothing item, a new weapon, or maybe even a complex component that I could put toward a new project. In addition to the main story, there's a constant stream of side quests born out of the needs of the Sandrock residents. Some seem to happen based on the time of year, but most come from relationship benchmarks. Sandrock's residents are excellent, and I feel like I've only scratched the surface on a handful of their stories. Where Porsche's residents could be dull or too stereotypical, I found Sandrock's residents to be vibrant. Plenty of residents have a mix of accents, including thick western ones that lend an air of authenticity to the Wild West setting. They lean in on melodrama and iconic movie and TV references for humor, too. And it usually works well. Yes, I did enjoy the mention of the knockoff Gundam show and reversals of iconic Star Wars quotes. But even so, the character writing is smart, both in being clever and going over my head when it came to some of the local researchers' in-depth science talk. Where the campaign asks for your help in saving Sandrock from economic collapse, Sandrock's multiplayer asks for your help in building up Sandrock from its basics. While currently exclusive to the PC version, I was shocked at first to see places like the General Store, Scrapyard, and even the train station and train tracks were missing from Sandrock entirely. There are rock slides and junk blocking shortcuts through town, too. Up to four players can work together to clean up the town and determine what new facilities get built. Town planner progression is paced first by the group's workshop level and then by resources required to build the facility and its potential upgrades. So, like the campaign, building prestige for yourself as a builder allows you to access more. It's still a solid system and a neat spin on the campaign. New facilities also mean new people in town. I can see myself trying to convince friends to help prioritize unlocking the buildings for characters I like the most from the campaign. Whether collecting resources, building items, or passing the day away playing mini-games with townies, my time at Sandrock is a joy. It's clear the team behind Sandrock took lessons from my time at Porsche to build significant quality of life improvements to boost almost every main feature, though dungeon design is still a little too basic to be consistently fun. Even though it doesn't nail everything it attempts, and it's got a few odd visual bugs, it's hard to linger on those when the townspeople's golden personalities and Sandrock's general unrelenting dedication to goofiness outshine any minor stumbles. The new multiplayer mode is also another fun way to take on building up this desert town, with different challenges that make playing both it and the campaign a great time. My time at Sandrock's IGN score? 8. Thanks for listening to IGN. My name is Tony Jackson, and for the latest updates on my time at Sandrock, visit us at IGN.com. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.